This episode of Strange Places is brought to you by our friends at Proof After Paranormal. They're hosting an event. Meet at the hall where history meets paranormal. 6040 Bowling Green Road, Franklin, Kentucky, August 27th, 2022. This is an event where you not only will have a meet and greet with your favorite paranormal research team, Proof After Paranormal, but tours and a history of the famous Octagon Hall, live band, food trucks, activities, family fun, and yard activities for the kids so you could bring your entire family. The $10 charge at the gate is also going to a good community cause, so stop by. Meet at the hall, August 27, 2022, 6040 Bowling Green Road, Franklin, Kentucky. Thanks, Proof After Paranormal, for being sponsors of the Strange Places podcast. Now, on to the show. Your host, Billy Dean Shoemate III here, and welcome back to another episode of Strange Places. Yes, this is episode, what, 47? 47? Yeah, that's amazing. We're almost at 50. How cool is that? This podcast is brought to you by Anchor and DistroKid. And I was, uh, (laughs) you wouldn't think that it's this difficult to find topics, because, you know, you think to yourself... Can you fill an entire show's run with just creepy places, strange places, weird happenings? Can you dedicate an entire (laughs) show to that? Yeah, you can. But here's the trick, okay? Here's what I challenge you with. Come up with something once a week that is fun to listen to, engaging, uh, something that won't make the listener's eyes glaze over and wish that they had taken a nap instead. That's the tricky part. And I'm always watching documentaries. I'm always reading things. I'm always, um, you know, evaluating just kind of my short list of things that I want to talk about if I get stuck, you know, and see if they're engaging and cool. And this was, the Man House is one of those research things that came about during, you know, my proper (laughs) going out there and hunting for stuff. I wasn't aware of this one. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. And as I was diving more and more into the case, see, this is one of the rare ones we're going to tackle on the show in which I've already done the homework, and there was a glaringly obvious, at least for me, ending to this whole thing, or verdict, I should say. So I want you to really listen to this one with an open mind. This is the Man House. The Man House was a one-story suburban two-bedroom residence in Lake Wales, Florida. And it's not known if the house... Well, let me check something. Okay, it is up for sale, actually. (laughs) Because I wanted to research something. And um, this was a few days ago, and I know that the housing market in Florida right now is a little kooky. But I'll tell you why I had to look it up on Zillow. I know I'm not going to give you the address. I think <laughs> it took quite a bit for me to find the address and a lot of research to do that. And I think the places, I think Lake Wales has been bothered enough, you know, by the tourism. So I'll tell you here in a minute why I had to look it up on Zillow. So some history here, okay? In the fall of 1991, 
19-year-old Alan Mann lived with his parents and worked nights. During the day, he was often home alone, but one day he seemed to encounter a mysterious female spirit. I had the afternoon off, he said, and I quote, I'd come home, I guess it was about three in the afternoon, I'd finally gotten some sleep. The figure turned away from the door like it was leaving, and by the time I got up and walked three paces to the door, I don't know what happened, it just turned the corner and disappeared. He said that he looked high and low for the mysterious woman. Even though the doors were locked from the inside, she was nowhere to be found. Now, he was dating a girl named Linda at the time. And she was, uh, he was quite a bit her senior. <laughs> she was a youngin. And he said, I know it was a different person, but for some reason that spirit looked a lot like her. And he would look everywhere for her. She just turned the corner, bam, disappeared. And he said it was eerie that he, you know, it, it, he said she was different, but it, it looked just like her. It was weird. And um, he said, you know, maybe I'm seeing a version of her somewhere else or whatever. But he said, I know that it was something that wasn't supposed to be here. Okay, I'll give it to you. So right after this happened, he told his mom, Sandra, that he thought he'd seen a ghost. Because he swears up and down Linda was not there that day. He was up, you know, uh, he was in his room sleeping. But he said, you know, she wasn't supposed to be there that day. Eventually, he married Linda, and uh, she moved in with him. Now, shortly after the wedding, Sandra, old boy's mom, Alan's mom, was watching TV with her new daughter-in-law, and they both encountered the ghost. I had my little dog Prince beside me. Cool name for a dog. <laughs> and he was on a pillow, she, uh, Sandra says. I looked down at the end of the couch and I saw this white smoky thing. The first thing I thought was fire. And by that time, the dog had gotten up on his feet and then it just disappeared. Even though Linda had not seen the apparition, she was convinced that the house was haunted. Determined to get the scoop, she enlisted a friend with a Ouija board. Big mistake. And with Alan, they obtained the name Kramer. Ouija board asked it its name. Ouija board said that its name was Kramer. Now, mistake number one, this is a, <laughs> and this isn't just from movies, this isn't just from TV shows, I wasn't freaked out by The Exorcist as a kid, well yeah I was, but <laughs> Ouija boards, um, th this isn't just coming from horror programs and stuff, stay the hell away from those, I'm telling you, that's mistake number one, Ouija boards open windows, okay? That's what they do. That's what they were built for. That's what they're designed to do. Ouija boards open windows. What comes through that may not be your Uncle Dennis. What, what comes through that may be your Uncle Dennis and about 20 others, whatever pushed their way through that window. And that thing will stay open until you fucking close it. You dig? Stay away from those things. And then... Certain cases I've seen where, you know, it's a spirit board. Sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's not. And people will go through normal, good luck or bad luck things in their lives, and they'll attribute it to the Ouija board. So it can go one or, it can go one or two ways. I, either way, I think it's dangerous. I think you need to be thankful to the Almighty 
during good and bad times because that's the only real power at work. He don't need a Ouija board to intercede on your intercede on your life. You, you see what I'm saying? Stay the hell away from those. So anyway, <clears throat> in their infinite wisdom, they decide to get a fucking Ouija board. And with Alan, they obtained the name Kramer. Told him its name was Kramer. Alan's father, David Mann, he was a skeptic, <laughs> pretty hard-nosed, until one day he suddenly produced another name. He said, I stopped right in the middle of the hall. I caught a smell. I didn't have any explanation for it. A weird, sweet, but kind of rotten smell. It's like you get an idea, a little voice in your head, like your conscience or whatever it is, a little voice that you listen to. It said, Isabella. On another night, Alan, the younger, described Linda, his wife, suddenly attacking him in their bedroom. Yeah, according to him, all of a sudden she just snapped. The look in her eyes completely changed. She gets a weird look. She attacked me. She was laughing maniacally. As she was choking me in the bed, she laughed hysterically. She had some weird laugh I never heard. It didn't even sound like her. She has this squeaky little giggle, and this was almost an evil laugh. I tried to get away, and it made her get more violent. She started putting more force onto my arms. I pushed against her, and I know that I can overpower her. She's a tiny thing, and I'm big. I slammed her against the wall three times, and then she released me. I did not release her. She put her head on my shoulder again, started talking, and picked up the conversation exactly where she left off before she snapped as if nothing had happened. Linda has no memory of the incident. I saw an interview with her, and through my research, I actually found out that this uh, was tackled on Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> back in uh, uh, season six. And I, you know, watched a little bit of that during my research. And her interview was, I'm going to tell you exactly what's there, okay? And then at the end, I'll let you, you know, put everything together. And see what may be going on here. And then I'll tell you kind of what um, what, what my mind put together. And what I think is really going on here. <clears throat> is it a haunting? Let's, let's find out. Are hauntings legitimate? Oh, you bet your ass. Is this one? Now, Linda, as she was smiling, mind you, during the Unsolved Mysteries interview, she said, that's not me. I don't have an evil laugh. I don't do the things that he says I do. That's just not my type. I'm not that type of person. I just don't remember. Realizing the ghost had turned from random to dangerous, David consulted a spiritualist who told them to pour salt all around the house and keep bags of it under their beds, and even a homegrown exorcism was done. But it didn't work. Things would be calm for a while. And this is what really points toward haunting to me. Everything would be calm for a little bit. And then things would start back up again. They would do these little exorcisms and salt tricks and all that stuff. And things would be calm for a while. And I'm thinking, oh boy. There's something legitimately going on here. You know? So I started changing my mind a little bit. <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I don't go into these things skeptical. I don't. Skepticism... See, this is what people get wrong. Skepticism is not debunking everything. Skepticism is not with no evidence. Skepticism is not saying everything is fake. No, you guys missed the, a lot of people miss the root of what that word means. 
the what what Webster would say that you know skepticism is. It's a healthy doubt. But when you're presented with the truth, you know, if you're convinced, you're convinced. But skepticism is not just saying, nope, didn't happen to everything. No. It's just having a, a healthy amount of, okay, show me the money then. So I guess you can say I do go in it with a level of skepticism. I read things cut and dry for what they are. We don't make assumptions here, right? We don't have any prejudices. We don't do any of that. We look at the evidence as it is, man. And I think that we do a really damn good job at that. Coffee. Mm. Am I going to cut while I loudly slurp coffee? No. <laughs> Out of my uh, Asylum 817 coffee mug. Let me know if you want one. I'll have one made for you. I'll put anything on it. Boy, you want... You want a Strange Places logo coffee mug? Let me know. But, um, so they did an exorcism, okay? Now this is where my mind starts turning gears. After this, almost everybody in the family started suffering from really bad headaches. And they began hearing a whole mass of voices. Audible voices. Out loud. Crazy. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was getting weird. The voices are dull muttering with one woman's voice over the top of them, but they could not distinguish anything that they were saying. And what's weird is everybody in the house would hear a different voice at a different time. That's bizarre. But there was always one female voice that would talk above all the other ones. Ah. Yeah. A local psychic visited the house and said, and named Isabella Kramer, sorry, as the ghost that lives there without any prior knowledge of anything. Yeah, they used the name Isabella Kramer. This was the same name that the man's had come up with several weeks prior. Two months later, after a visit from a local minister, the haunting appeared to abate, but David and Sandra decided they wanted to move, as anybody would. As they went packing, Linda was cursing and swearing at the ghost when a light bulb caught fire and exploded in, uh, in a recently unplugged lamp. She says, I pissed it off. I offended the ghost, but I was sick of it. I wanted to give it a piece of my mind. We're leaving our own home because of that damn thing, right? She was pissed off. But then a light bulb that had just been unplugged explodes. Weird. Now, as far as background goes, there are no known records for an Isabella Kramer in the house, neighborhood, or anywhere near that area. To date, no one has answered about who or what haunted the man family. However, it's been revealed that the area was once an old laborer's cemetery, pauper's graves, but all the bodies were removed previous to the houses. But here's the thing. The younger man stated that the spirit that he saw was wearing modern clothing. So that kind of rules that out. Every time somebody sees an apparition, ghost or whatever, it's always time specific to when that person had passed, right? Those are their clothes. Now, the Center for Paranormal Studies in Silver Springs, Florida, eventually researched the manhouse. They were armed with a truckload, literally a truckload, of electronic equipment. The, the center's three founders, not employees, the fucking founders showed up. They were so interested in this thing. Yeah, the bosses went. Tell me the last time you saw your boss do anything. Andrew Nichols. He was one of the parapsychologists on location. He described it as having... 
an oppressive ambiance to it, almost a depressive kind of feeling. His team almost immediately began to experience headaches. Yes, isn't that weird? According to him, Linda and Alan's old bedroom received the highest amount of paranormal activity. They began taking Polaroid photographs. And uh, for you young kids who don't know what that is, <laughs> a Polaroid is a kind of... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, back in the Cretaceous period, whenever you took a photograph, it was done so on film. Yes, actual film that you had to take to a place to get developed. Or if you had a room in your house with good ventilation, you could use extremely dangerous chemicals in a pitch black room to develop the photos yourself. But there's a camera that was made by Polaroid that would instantly develop the photos. They weren't the biggest photos in the world. They weren't the best looking, but it would pop this little square out of the camera and give you a fully developed photo. Well, after a few minutes, it would develop. Coffee. I should cut there. But I'm one of those Kaizen guys, you know what I mean? Go with the flow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, that was a, quite a segue there. They took Polaroids of the whole place. During, one during, one after the flux in activity. So one during a particularly piquant session of activity. Another one kind of after when things were kind of dying down a little bit. The second photo was normal, but Andrew noticed something really weird in the first one. Can I get, uh, give me a second. Can I get a high resolution image of this? Hmm. It's not giving it to me. Let's, uh, let's do a reverse image search on this picture. Cause I would, I would really like to, I would really like to make this the thumbnail. If I can. You know what? We might have to go old school and just hit print screen. <laughs> you know? Don't tell me you don't still do that. Print screen, right? Microsoft Paint. And uh, you're good. You're off to the races. I know I could be using a nicer thing like Photoshop or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm doing this as I'm recording right now. I just did it as I'm sitting here recording. <laughs> so now we have the photo. See? That's why you use paint. Now, sometimes it's just easier to do that. See, there's still a use for Microsoft Paint. I'm going to make that the thumbnail. I want you guys to look at this picture. Really look at it. There's a vague humanoid shape in the forefront of the photo. It's there. It may be a reflection of some unusual environmental effect, but it may be a strange artifact of the human psyche, maybe a contact with a dimension of existence that's beyond our imagination, Sandra said as she saw the photo. She believes, however, in her heart of hearts that it is none other than Isabella Kramer. In March of 1993, the photo was examined at Polaroid. Of course it was. Because they were the... they were the, Them and Kodak, they were the ones that, you know... But Polaroid... They typically were the ones that analyzed these Insta, Insta photos. These were the guys that, you know, were making these things. They know what's supposed to be there and what isn't. I figured they would be the best people to know if something was doctored or messed with, right? They determined that the shape was not a result of a defect in film or the camera. 
They requested the camera, too. Came back a couple weeks later, said, nope, nothing wrong with the camera either. Whatever is in, this is what they determine. And, and I know that our minds tend to glaze this over, right? Whenever we hear a podcast or see a TV show or hear a story and we hear that, oh, they was this photograph, photos, they mean more than you think. They're hard pieces of evidence, trust me, whether they're faked or not. Sometimes if a photo examination comes back as not, not doctored, that actually helps to debunk the thing. Because once you dive more into it, know a bit of the story. If you know that whatever's in that photo is actually there, you can start. It kind of helps with your narrative. And that can expose things down the line where the narrative does not fucking line up, right? I've seen it on this show more than once. So I think it is important when a place like this examines photos and says that whatever was is in that photo was actually there at the time. You got to think, this helps us with narrative. This helps us with timeline. And this helps us with, at this point, what's been brewing in my mind. I had to ask my Alexa a few questions, and I had to do <laughs> a lot of gumshoeing to uh, reaffirm what was already bouncing around in my head. But I, I want to give you the meat and potatoes first, okay? We'll save the peas for just a minute. I hate peas. Can we say something else? Meat potatoes. What goes what goes good with meat and potatoes? Um, um corn. corn. There you go. Corn. So in March of 1993, yeah, photograph. Examined at Polaroid headquarters. They determined that the shape was not a result of a defect. What was in that photo was actually there at the time in that room. Now yeah, I found the Unsolved Mysteries episode, by the way, if you want to watch it. Um, it ran on the October 27th, 1993 episode, so that would have been, what, season six, episode something. But <laughs> go on YouTube. Uh, every episode that has ever been released, even the Dennis Farina episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, it is all on YouTube in full. It's there. So... Um, you know, which helped me in my research when I found out this thing was on Unsolved Mysteries. I was like, yeah, get to watch my man, Robert Stack. <laughs> As of now, on Unsolved and everywhere else, no new investigations have been done on, on this place. However, Alan's father, well, I did an investigation myself, actually. But uh, no in-person investigations, I think it means. I'm probably not the only person that's gumshooed this place, but Alan's father, David Mann, he passed away sadly in June 2007. He was 62. Alan's mother, Sandra, sadly passed away in 2018. She was 72. God rest both of their souls. Uh, unfortunately, Alan and Linda, they later divorced, but they stayed friendly afterwards. Alan later married again, had two kids, and Alan himself passed away in November of 2018. He was 46. So the only surviving witness to any of this is uh, is Linda. Now, uh, okay, I, I just want to present this to you, okay? This is how we're going to proceed from here. I'll present this to you. Soak it in. Pause it if you need to. Go back. Really soak this thing in, okay? This people that were saying that their house was haunted 
old boy sees a ghost, goes to look for her. She's disappeared. Huh? They get a Ouija board. Bad idea. <laughs> they get a name with that. Right? Voices keep popping into people's heads. Voices that are just coming from nowhere. Everybody hears a different voice at the same time, but there seems to be a female just kind of interrupting all of it. Someone sees a smoky figure in the, uh, in the living room. Right? Almost at that point, they get an exorcism, they get this, that. People start experiencing very bad headaches. Off and on, voices come back, audible, out loud. And this is after they're told by this person and this person and this psychic and this team and whatever. Things die down for a bit and they come right back. No one knows who Isabella Kramer is. One of the paranormal investigators come over, out pops her name. You know? Keep in mind, uh, out pops her name. They don't show this in the Unsolved Mysteries episode, but through my own research, out pops her name on day two that they were there. Just, just saying. Polaroid was taken with a strangely weird, just weird, human figure in the foreground. Kodak says nothing wrong with it. Okay. That silence that I just had right there was intentional. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to have another sip of coffee. You soak all this in and tell me where your brain goes. Okay? Right now. Mmm. Ah. Did it happen to you too? Did your mind go where mine went? As soon as headaches were mentioned, did your brain light up like a Christmas tree and tell you gas leak. Mine sure did. Gas leak. What's going on here? So old boy wakes up. He knows that his girlfriend isn't supposed to be there, but he's sleeping, isn't he? And he's been dating her for a while. They're probably at the point. They got married very shortly after this. So they're at the point where she could probably just walk in, you know, <laughs> or say hi to the parents, you know, and just be, she's at that level, right? And he happens to see a spirit that looks just like his girlfriend, future wife. I think to myself, okay, you're waking from a dead sleep and you see a figure in your room that looks identical to the woman that you're dating almost, well, you know, it, it probably is, right? I work nights. I don't give a shit how long you've been doing it. Your circadian rhythm will never adjust. Look this up. It's biological. It's true. If you work a night shift, your circadian rhythm never fully adjusts. Human beings were not meant to be up all fucking night. They just weren't. And when I sleep, I sleep heavy, boy. You know, I've waken, I've woken up sometimes not knowing what room I was in. I'm not shitting you. I woke up sometimes, I have to go to the bathroom real bad, and I have to walk a certain, you know, walk in a direction and stop and be like, whoa, I forgot what my own fucking bathroom is. Working nights does this shit to you. So is that dismissible? Well, let me ask you this. Is it debunkable? No, but it's completely dismissible. So let's keep going on. Smoky figure was seen in the room. Now, this is after I developed my gas leak idea, right? Because as soon as I said headaches, I was like, oh, I asked my Alexa, 
Can a gas leak cause headaches? Oh, she had more to say than that. Natural gas leak can cause headaches, brain fog, fatigue, mild visual and auditory hallucinations with prolonged exposure. Ooh. That made my butthole pucker up tighter than a snare drum. Right there, man. People are hearing voices in their heads, but every voice is different. What does that tell you? That, that seems like to me everybody's having auditory hallucinations. They describe a smell, kind of a rotten smell. Oh, and there, um, at one point, one of the paranormal investigators said that he smelled something almost uh, mechanical. He smelled a little bit of ozone in there, too. That, that <laughs> Doesn't that just tell you right away? I mean, the gas leak. How did the paranormal investigator know Isabella Kramer's name? How? Well, he's been there for two fucking days. You mean to tell me that no one just let the name slip? Thinking that, you know, paranormal investigator was taking a dump when he was really just kind of standing there in the kitchen and nobody knew he was in there? That shit happens. I live with these damn people, you know, in my house. <laughs> we sneak up on each other all the time. That is dismissible. I'm not saying debunkable. Dismissible. Shouldn't even be counted, right? It's ridiculous. We need something solid here and I'm not getting anything. It's a freaky story, and it's convinced a lot of people. But as it, it would have convinced me too. But as soon as somebody mentioned headaches, I'm thinking gas leak, lack of when <laughs> when you're breathing in natural gas. What are you not breathing in? Oxygen. That is what causes the hallucinations and the voices and all that shit. The light bulb. She's cussing out the ghost. She's pissed off. They're plugging in shit, unplugging shit. One of the paranormal investigators smelled ozone. Light bulb exploded. That doesn't sound paranormal to me, man. It doesn't. To me, that sounds like... <laughs> right? It sounds like something going on with their fucking power. And I found out through my research is Florida is one of the biggest users of natural gas for electricity, for clothes drying, for this, that, and Everything. They're one of the states that uses it the most. And a light bulb explodes? Listen, I'm not an electrician. I'm not. I tried my research. I, with my layman brain, tried to look up as much as I possibly could and explain away as much as I could. Do I know exactly how a light bulb was going to explode in its socket? No. But it is obvious that there are some power issues going on in this house. To me, there are, and it's starting to look more and more that way. As per she's offending the ghost at the same time, this is this is where we start. This, see, this is where we got to be really careful with hauntings, really careful, because we're dealing with the power of suggestion here, a mental placebo effect. You're going to go about your normal life. This is where we got to be really careful with hauntings. They are legit. They are real. But you've got to approach them with a little bit of cock and balls. you got to approach them with a little bit of, as I said, skepticism. Keep your mind open. The power of suggestion goes a long way when we're talking about a haunting, and that goes both ways. She's cussing at the ghost, and just happened at the same time, light bulb explodes. Well, gas leak is kind of screaming in my ear right now, and everything that I'm asking my Alexa, everything that I'm looking up online... Oh, including the fact that old film stock, in particular, Polaroid cameras from the era, are very susceptible 
to gases in the air. I found that out. I did not know this before. Kind of makes me rethink some of these old ghost photos that I was seeing. Yeah, a natural gas leak could potentially, if the conditions are right, show up on a a Polaroid photo or old film stock. That's why Polaroid said the photo was legitimate. Now, can I completely debunk something saying with just one piece of evidence? Oh, gas leak because people were having headaches. No, that, that wouldn't be right. Can I just debunk something saying, oh boy, saw his girlfriend? That's, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can't. I can't debunk this entire thing just saying that. Can I debunk it by saying, oh, there's a power fluctuation. That's what caused the light bulb to explode. And she was cussing out the ghost, just happened to be at the same time. If you use a goddamn Ouija board, even if nothing happens, that even something as slightly weird, you forget to close a kitchen counter, you're... Toilet makes a squeak that it's never made before. Oh, shit, I did use that Ouija board last week. You see what I mean? You got to be really careful. Can I debunk this whole thing if I just say, you know, oh, oh yeah, auditory hallucinations caused by gas leak? No. But we have all those things together, you dig? We have all those things together. We have people all of a sudden experiencing here uh, headaches. What is obvious to me is audible and visual hallucinations. Old boy seeing a ghost that just happens to look almost identical to his fucking girlfriend. His girlfriend almost on the verge of laughing when she was doing an interview. Granted, she was only 16. Yeah, 16. Now, I'm not making fun of teenagers. I used to be one. And uh, that seems like a little taboo thing, but I guess around the time, age of consent, you're talking to the parents, all that stuff. Uh, he wasn't doing anything illegal. But yes, she was still 16 years old. I'm just going to leave that at that. <laughs> Nowadays, that would probably never fucking go down. It was just a different time. But isn't that weird that I'm old enough now to say that 1990s was a different time? <laughs> it was. But all these things are happening in tandem. We have obviously something power-wise going on here. Light bulb explodes. We have anomalous photos. But everything I Google, everything I look up, these are possible when there's a gas leak going on. There's too many things happening in tandem that could be explained by gas leak. Debunked. It's one of the rare ones I can flat out debunk. However, however... There's one more thing that we have to deal with, right? If we can thoroughly debunk this sucker, there's one hole that we have to fill. Is this house powered by natural gas? More than likely it is. It's Florida. But it's in a decently well-off subdivision. And it just so happens. <laughs> I'm not going to again, I'm not going to tell you the address. I think this place has gotten enough attention, but it just so happens through various means I got the address. Just so happens it's on Zillow right now. Yes, it's up for sale. The man house is for sale. How lucky is that? When you look up any house on Zillow, what do you see? Oh, oh excuse me. Coffee. Indigestion. What do you see? You see the specs on the house, right? How long it's been owned, when it was sold. I saw the man's names on there anyway. I got a little chill when I saw that. I went, ooh. But the place is powered by natural gas. Boom. That clinched it for me. I saw it on there. Natural gas, boy. 
Are you convinced that the man house is haunted? Watch the Unsolved Mysteries episode. Do your research. Check out these online articles. I had no idea this thing was on Unsolved Mysteries. I got to watch my boy, Robert Stack, man. Are you convinced that this thing is real? Let me know. Say something in the comments. Did I miss a crucial piece of evidence that if tackled could have blown this whole thing apart? I'll be more than happy to do a part two if I missed something. More than happy. But man, I'm telling you, almost from Jump Street, I was thinking, okay, they're having headaches, they're hearing voices. I was like, I wonder if a gas leak could do that. It explained the photograph. It explained the voices. It explained everything. It explained the smell. You guys have smelled natural gas before. Obviously, there's something electrical going in the house as well. Light bulb. Everybody keeps saying, well, what about the investigator, man? What about the investigator? He knew the girl's name. He was in the house for two fucking days at that point. That shouldn't even be counted. That shouldn't even be on the table. Too many factors that can fuck that up as a piece of evidence. I'm telling you, it was a gas leak. I want this one to be real. I really do. <laughs> and a lot of these, we've tackled some things on the show that we were not able to debunk. There's a lot of things where we've said, yeah, we need to mer you know, merit some further study here. But we've tackled some things that ended up being completely legitimate. Sorry, kids, but this isn't one of them. I am th I'm going to have enough balls to put my foot down here and say, this sucker is debunked. Every time I went to look for a piece of evidence, I saw evidence of a gas leak, not a haunting. That's my phone going crazy. Hopefully I can mix that out. Wow. Jeez, I'm popular. Did you hear that? God. All right, with that, make sure to go on Asylum 8... <laughs> Sorry. Make sure to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things strange places related. All the social media links are there, as well as the links to get to our Patreon account, where you can get early access to episodes, bonus stuff, giveaways at certain tiers. Check it out. Shout out to the patrons, by the way, the Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson. This show would not be here if it wasn't for you guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that is all we got. So are we ever going to run out of strange places to talk about? I don't think so. Because every town has a strange place. And maybe one day, we'll visit yours. <laughs> <laughs>